Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah, it's National Junk Food Day and Take a Monkey to Lunch Day, so Bubbles and I are hitting up the Taco Bell after the show. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Pray for Mojo Cheeseman. Chad, you are not your job, so wash. On this week's show, AppCast is conflicted, Glassdoor is blinded, and Shopify gets sidekicked. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. (laughs) Seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text Uh kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. Oh damn! I just woke up. Are you are you counting down the days in Portugal? I, sadly, yes, I am. Every time we go, yeah, every time we go yeah. down to the bars and the restaurants and stuff, they're like, "How many days do you have left?" And like, stop reminding me. So I just uh, had a yep. little nap by the pool, a little dip into the pool, nap into the pool, because uh, I won't be able to do that uh, in Indiana, at least not like this. 
No, no. My uh, so I I got back from Canada a couple <laughs> days ago. So my Orlando, England, uh-huh. Canada uh, world tour is coming to an end. I had no idea that a a Crown Royal hangover uh, could last oh, a week. Damn. Who knew that that Canadian stuff will kick you damn. in the nuts for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a good summer, and yes. uh, as we head into fall. We'll have a lot of good content and stories to talk about, I am sure. Amen. Amen. But let's get to... Shout out! All right. My first one. Here's a hint, Chad. Oh, yeah. That's right. The Mexican pizza back? Or what's going on? (laughs) Taco Tuesday, as a phrase, is now free for everyone after Taco Bell won a case against itty-bitty taco peddler Taco John's. This week, Taco John CEO said, quote, paying millions of dollars to lawyers to defend our mark just doesn't feel like the right thing to do. End quote. That's right. Not since July the 4th has a date meant so much to Americans. Yes. Now that Taco Tuesday, the phrase is free for everyone to use. But that's not all, Chad, because oh, we got some In-N-Out burger news. That's right. Starting August 14th, if you work at an In-N-Out in Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Texas, or Utah, and... You want to wear a mask? Well, you'd better have a doctor's note or go find yourself a new job. The company cited better customer service as the reason for the the new rule. All good, though, Chad, because I just read on Twitter that animal style now serves as a an effective vaccine to COVID. So it's all good. It's all good. Shout out to Taco Bell and In-N-Out Burger. Uh, that and ivermectin. Just go ahead, and that, that's because that's what that's one of the secret sauce that's actually on the In and Out uh, Animal yep. Style Burger. Uh, my first shout out goes to Bradley Clark for sharing the following on LinkedIn. It's audio from NBA player Nikola Jokic after winning the NBA championship for the Denver Nuggets this year. Listen up. Check it out. NBA champion Nikola, how does that feel? It's good. It's good. The job is done. We can go home now. I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. No. <laughs> I need to go home. Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, we won it. But I think it's not the most important thing in the world still. There is a bunch of things that, that I like, that I like to do. I mean, probably that's no, that's a normal thing, you know. Nobody likes his uh, his job, or maybe they do. They're lying, uh, <laughs> dude. So Jokic is a stud. I mean, he's won the 2021 MVP oh, yeah. of the NBA, 2022 MVP of the league, 2023 Finals MVP, 2023 NBA Championship, first time ever for the for the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, just a regular guy, punching the clock, doing his job at the highest level, and just wants to go home. I'm going to cap this off with a little comment from from Bradley Clark on on yep. uh, LinkedIn, where he says Jokic is one of the best basketball basketball players in the world. Yet it's not his main priority. We need to normalize this, especially for dudes. You are not your job. So shout out to Jokic and Clark for emphasizing the you are not your job message. Very interesting. So, Chad, listeners won't know this, but viewers of our YouTube channel will will notice that I'm wearing a Larry Legends basketball T-shirt honoring Larry Bird. So Larry Bird, who many think loved basketball as he he did breathing the Hoosier (laughs) air that he did in his first championship, commented in Boston the only place I'd rather be is French Lick, meaning back home in Indiana. So this is not a new sentiment by basketball superstars, although it is a, a very poignant one. 
by the Joker. Uh, and I appreciate Bradley for pointing that one out. Yep. Wanted to get back to Serbia, baby. Europeans are taking over. All right. Uh, so my next shout out goes to Amazon, mm-hmm. your favorite company. Well, oh, yeah. Well, when there aren't any more humans to hire, Chad, it's time for some self-serve Bezos style. As Amazon is now offering U.S. customers $10 to pick up a purchase rather than have it shipped to your home address. What suckers are we for bagging our own groceries and pumping our own (laughs) gas for free? We could have been getting money from Kroger and the local BP. Oh, my God. What's next? $10 for taking my own pet's temperature at the vet. I don't know where this is going to go. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to Amazon and their new $10 payoff for self-serving getting my own damn packages. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Okay, whatever, whatever. Anyway, shout out to Jim Lowe and DeJorn Anderson for the, sharing their sexy Chad and Cheese t-shirt pics on the socials. Oh, but Joel... Yeah. T-shirts from JobGet are only one of the items listeners can win. They can also win whiskey, two bottles. That's right. One from you, one from me, powered by our friends at TextKernel. Craft beer from Aspen Tech Labs. If you need some tech, you need some scraping, you need some data, you need some pulse survey, LMI, you got to go to Aspen Tech Labs. A getaway, a $250 getaway. You can win that, listener. $250. Dollar Airbnb card from Abode HR, the Gen Z experts. And if it's your birthday, you know this, you know this, you can win rum from plum.io. And if you haven't taken your assessment yet, your plum assessment, go to plum.io, knock that out. But to be able to win all of this, you got to register. You can't win if you don't play chadcheese.com. Click on the free link up in the upper right hand corner and boom, you might end up a winner by the way the 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 t-shirts i think you highlighted are canadians so i went to canada and i shipped a whole bunch of canadian (laughs) shirts because it's a hell of a lot cheaper to do it in canada than to do it from the u.s so i have a funny story if you'll if you'll uh if you'll humor me so in america it's just straight what does it weigh right doesn't matter if it's balled up doesn't matter if it's flat just how much does it weigh and then they send it well in canada i show up with all these shirts and you know they're balled up, or whatever. And I give her, I give the the employee one, and she goes, "Well, this is going to be a lot, about like fourteen to fifteen dollars per shirt." And I'm like, "Hold on a second. So what do I? <laughs> I, I order a shirt in Canada, and it's going to cost me twenty bucks to get it shipped shipped to me." And she says, "Well, no, it's because it's kind of balled up." And then she pulls out this apparatus where it's sort of like a thin ruler shaped mailbox thing, mm-hmm. and she said, "If it fits through this." It's much cheaper. So I said, okay, we're doing that. So I'm sitting there like 50 (laughs) shirt bags, shaking these things out, flattening them up, pushing the air out of them, Uh getting them through these little things. And it was way cheaper, like talking $4 versus 15 (laughs) to ship these things. But I made a few Canadians unhappy uh, standing in line behind me thinking what a dumbass American that I have to do. All you had to do was say you're sorry and they would have been okay with it. Sorry. 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 And by the way, did you say birthdays? <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension oh, yeah. in the air right now? <laughs> I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plum. All right. <laughs> another group of fans are celebrating another trip around the sun. They are great folks, and we love them. We're talking about Trent Cotton, <laughs> Lily Siegel Gardner, David Seagal Bernstein, <laughs> Swarnendu Halder, Ooh. Suzanne Parham, Serge Clausen. <laughs> Thomas Barrett, Jeff Hunter, George LaRock out with your you-know-what out, Roy Maurer, 
and Sir Richard Collins. That's oh. right. That's right. Another happy birthday. Hello. Birthdays. Hello. That rolls right into events, kids. That's right. You know what's coming up. It's called Wreckfest. It's happening mm-hmm. in Nashville. It's on September 13th and 14th. And the Chad and Cheese will be emceeing the Disrupt stage on day one with special guests. Going to tease that out there. Not going to tell you who it is yet. At the end of the day, we're also working on the mechanical bull for for, for Cheeseman. Okay. We, we, get, we don't have it yet, but, but we're trying to get there. Remember, kids, Wreckfest is all about bringing the entire team. It's a day of learning. It's a day of bonding. And yes, there's going to be some drinks and possibly some dancing, but definitely get out there. Then we have HR Tech in Vegas. That's October 10th through the 13th, where we're going to be spending two whole days in the Fuel 50 booth drinking interviewing and whatever shenanigans we can come up with. I'm, I've been thinking about this one. We're going to have to have some some uh, giveaways or some crazy shit that's happening. Yeah, we're throwing out new cardboard figures. <laughs> we're throwing out <laughs> custom T-shirts. Like it, it could... Uh, it could escalate that fast. could be sexy. Quickly. Then a few days later, fuck, we got to get on a plane and head to Paris. The only reason I'm doing this is because I love this fucking show. Unleash World in Paris, October 17th and 18th. It is a staple event in the HR and recruiting industry. And this one, you got, you got to think about this one. If you're a startup, yep. and we talk about startups all the time, and a lot of startups sure. listen to this podcast, you got to check out the Digital Startup Competition. Uh, you got to get your voice out there so that the other partners, the other uh, practitioners can hear who you are, what you pitch, and not to mention it helps you out. Go to the startup competition. All of these events are at chadcheese.com. Click on events in the upper right-hand corner right next to free and register for them all. We'll see you all Nashville, Vegas, and Paris, baby. All right, all right, all right. It's the topics. All right, gang. Well, we covered the acquisition of Bayard by AppCast last week, and the move has its critics. Notably, AppCast now becomes a competitor to its own clients, other recruitment agencies, and job boards. Despite the potential benefits of providing brand and digital media strategy, going direct to corporate clients could strain AppCast relationships with existing agency clients. That said, the company believes they intend to maintain its partnerships and continue providing programmatic technology to other agencies. But wait, Chad, there's more. Oh, AppCast Sugar Daddy Stepstone has <laughs> launched a chatbot. Wait for it. Two years after acquiring chatbot pioneer Maya, I'm sure Paradox and Veritone are losing lots of sleep over the new chatbot. Chad, what are your thoughts on this ongoing drama? Well, first off, you didn't mention that uh, I have a very direct statement from an anonymous AppCast employee that says, tell Cheeseman we're not buying career builders. So your prediction I hear is submarine right out of the gate. He said, we don't want that mess. In addition to our commentary during last week's AppCast Goes Full Blast episode uh, and everything that you just read down, I think that was mainly AIM Group stuff, uh, which was a great article, by the way. Uh, Here are some listener comments and questions. First, one listener says, quote, Bayard, much like agency tech player Radency, now cannot be seen as an unbiased advocate for the employer. Ad agencies are meant to be about people, relationships, customer service. Those are hard standards to uphold when you grow to a certain size and start adding so many SaaS and tech elements. So what do you think about that? 
think they are overestimating the importance of people um, <laughs> and uh, particularly long term. Mm. Look, I think the people thing is still a big deal. Uh, I think the lunches, I think the front row tickets at Bulls games, you know, whatever, whatever kind of perks, the, the nine holes at whatever um, is still important. But yeah. long term, and we're going to talk about some AI palooza uh, going on last week, but Spotify, which we'll touch on, launched, launched what they call a sidekick, which is essentially like a little, a little Batman or a little Robin to your Batman Shopify, uh, that is there yeah. for all the answers. I, I think... A smart agency is going to make technology where you feel like you have a little little Robin to your Batman there to answer all your questions, there to make you sort of confident, give you data and how things are going. Mm-hmm. That you don't need to call your rep, who's let's be honest, is probably going to going to churn in a couple of years anyway. Uh, you're going to have a, a trusted digital partner uh, that's going to be an agency expert to help you with all of your things. So to me, like long term. The human thing is is overrated. I think the boutique agency <laughs> is overrated. Uh, they're going to have to create some tech that makes you feel like that agency rep is in your ear whenever you want it at all times, minus the three cocktail lunch. First off, I this is not a black or white discussion, right? I, I think that there's plenty of gray in between. And, and the, the boutique agency, I think there's still – still plenty of want and or need for that white glove service. When you get bigger, you don't get that white glove service as much. And there is a lot of churn. Uh, if you get into some of these, some of these boutique agencies who have had reps who have been around for shit decades, um, mm-hmm. it's just a different feel, you know? So I think this is going to be for the companies and actually the partners too, who they want to do business with and how they want to do business. Uh, if they want that, that sidekick from, uh, from Shopify, which we're going to talk about later, uh, then awesome. But uh, there are still going to be some more older, traditional, they want to feel like they're being taken care of because they're spending a lot of money. And uh, so the boutique, the boutique agencies, I still have, I still believe, have a long runway. That's me. Let's go to the next listener comment. Yep. Now that AppCast is an agency, how would other agencies react? They either need to find a new tech platform or just dump technology altogether. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, they can't dump tech altogether. No. Uh, that's just a losing <laughs> strategy. That's yes. just, uh, yes. yeah, that's, that's just cut the cord now and uh, retire. Uh, so I don't think that's an option. I, I think for sure, look, the... The history tells us that when these acquisitions are made, that when things happen, competitors get pushed out, mm-hmm. they get squeezed, they you know products and services get get um, less effective, maybe they get more expensive. The cost, like squeezing on the cost, you know, you and I talked a while back uh, when 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 uh, Javite bought Text Recruit and Canvas was still around, and we mm-hmm. had this little debate about Canvas is done. And I think you were like, no, they got to have other options in the marketplace and yada, yada. Well, fast forward a few years later, there is no Canvas. It's Jobvite, Text Recruit or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now iSims just has their Text Recruit, which is their own product. So longer term again, no agency is is going to want to get into bed with AppCast long term. Either they're going to have to white label somebody. I mean, they're like, this puts JobCase, Pando, job at X even and, and uh, to me a pretty good position mm-hmm. to either get acquired or become a, a Switzerland if you will white label solution 
for programmatic because that's not gone. I think there's an opportunity for Indeed even to sort of make make nice with some people. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see any agency right now thinking long term. AppCast is going to be our programmatic solution. They have to diversify. They have to look at other options. Yes. And that goes into our third. This is actually a listener question that goes right into what you were saying. How many independent tech players are now left in the programmatic job advertising space? And will they retool to go after agencies that are currently using ClickCast? I think that is a smart decision for any of the other programmatic players that are out there, depending on how much development they have to do. Right. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, some, some opportunity for some of those boutique agencies who, you know, again, they don't, they don't want to give their money to, to Bayard, right. It's going to be AppCast, and I know Bayard's going to go away, but still they know that it's Bayard and they don't want mm-hmm. their money going to uh, really a, a head on, agency. So uh, I think there's opportunity there. I'm just not sure who has the runway and cash to be able to to make that happen. Yeah. And you mentioned a good point, like the Baird name is going away. So yeah. AppCast is essentially going to become a, an agency. So it becomes mm-hmm. even harder mentally to say, I'm going to use, it would be like if it was Baird programmatic, like we're going to use Baird programmatic <laughs> yeah. as an, as a competing agency. So I don't see that as far as how many there are, there just aren't. Um, you know, Terry Baker, when, when they sold, uh, Panda or when AppCast sold, it was like the number of companies that can be off the board is small. So some phones got to be ringing off the hook for the last few independent programmatic solutions. And the bidding has to be going up nicely for them. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but it's going to be, uh, complicated. Although some people are going to be spending uh, the next year in Fiji, enjoying the riches (laughs) of their programmatic solution that got acquired. Yeah, I, I think I think the the uh, big payday was in 2019. Uh, I think mm-hmm. everybody held on and they were like, we're going to wait. Pando did find a, obviously a good payday and a good sugar daddy out of Aerotone later. But yep. I really think that the payday was there. But again, listeners, we appreciate the comments, the questions. And if you have any of those, feel free to DM either Joel or myself. And we will do our best to try to, uh, to get those on the show. I want to talk about Stepstone. I think it's interesting because I actually reached out to Sebastian Detmers, who's the CEO of Stepstone. And, uh, you know, because they just launched a quote unquote Stepstone's latest AI prototype. It's an AI interviewer. It's a chatbot, kids, uh, that gets job seekers ready for their next job interview. So it's a chat interface that seems fairly basic, mainly because it's a prototype. I, I totally get that. So I, I asked Sebastian, Stepstone acquired Maya Systems over two years ago. Is this a prototype Maya Systems tech or is it Maya you know, still relegated to being used by, by total jobs? And we really haven't seen anything out of that. And and Sebastian said, uh, quote, it's related to Maya as a foundation, but it's mainly Stepstone Engineering plus large language models, end quote, which means it's not Maya at all. It's odd because Stepstone's chatbot Maya was supposed to bring better user experience to Stepstone's total jobs out of the UK. But where is it? Where's the beef? We're having a where's the beef moment, I, I feel, for, for Stepstone. And I'm going to tie this around with AppCast. Here's a great example. If you go to Maya.com, that's M-Y-A.com, the page hasn't changed since 2021. No announcements of new product innovation, no videos of the product in use of total jobs, just a stale old 
ass page from mid 2021. That's the stepstone way. Okay. And AppCast cannot afford to allow that amateur hour shit during this Baird transition. AppCast, we're looking at this. And as I see this from the outside in, and even from the inside out in some cases, uh, from sources, that AppCast is really, really the adult in the room when it comes mm. to business around our industry. It's not Stepstone. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass, I think. We've been hard on Stepstone uh, for a couple of weeks. We have. Sorry, sorry, Sebastian. Just how I feel, man. Not, yeah. Sebastian <laughs> is easily the best uh, CEO that's still in high school, apparently, by his picture. Um, so so the Maya deal, I don't know. It felt kind of fire sale. It felt kind of like COVID. What the hell are we doing um, I don't know if, if some investor knew another investor. Maybe they just bought it off the clearing track. I don't know. But we do a European show, and there just is not a huge outcry for chatbots in the European market. I think that may be changing, which is maybe why they focus. But I think the real focus is the impending IPO uh, that is apparently coming down for StepStone. They need to come to market with the programmatic solution, the agency solution, and yes, I think the buying career builder solution, even though uh, I've been, <laughs> been said that that's, that's insane. And a chat bot, right? They need to have some AI shit. They need to have some LLM in their, in yeah. their tour with Wall Street. So to me, like, eh, I don't think their customers were begging for it. Uh, and I don't think until now the IPO, it, it has become a focus, but it will be. Yeah, it's garbage uh, from what I can tell and paradox and ver like are just running circles around what they have. But at least companies will be able to check off the box. Yeah, we got a chat bot. Um, but, but for the most part, I don't think there was a lot of heat on them to do this. They just kind of waited around uh, instead of firing some engineers like most people. They said, hey, build out this chat bot thing. And they said, all oh, the tech is shit. And they said, well, let's just start over. I don't know why Maya doesn't just redirect to StepStone's. Well, it, it does redirect direct to StepStone, but it's the same exact page. There's just no effort that happened there at, at all. Yeah. And these are big companies with people that do that shit. Yeah. And speaking of no excuses, Chad. Yes. Let's talk about our friends at Glassdoor. Oh, wow. They're introducing anonymous community features like interest bowls and company-specific bowls to boost user growth and facilitate workplace conversations. Bowls. The platform leverages its fishbowl acquisition and plans to differentiate itself as a constructive space while protecting anonymity. Moderation challenges will be addressed, and potential premium features may be explored in the future. Glassdoor aims to compete with LinkedIn's identity-focused approach, targeting real and open discussions. Chad, your thoughts on the move by Glassdoor? Yeah, it feels like just a new feature that's added to Glassdoor's employer brand protection racket that they've been running for years, right? Anyways, it's it's, it's weird. Glassdoor acquired Fishbowl back in 2021, uh, and we said that uh, on that week in the podcast, anonymous employee forums are nothing but chaos and breeding grounds for trolls, gossip, and distractions. With the sneak peek explainer video, it feels like Glassdoor is trying to move more toward LinkedIn, but does anonymous actually make sense? If I can reach out to someone on LinkedIn that isn't anonymous, why would I reach out to just simply somebody who I can't validate 
uh, on bowls on, on if they're really an HR manager or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I went into bowls and uh, the, the first two groups or, or bowls, I'm sorry, that was recommended for me. First off was the overheard at work bowl. And here's how the very first post I came across uh, posted by an HR manager. Quote, does anyone have an executive level HR leader that gossips with her executive admin and and creates so much drama? The admin runs all over telling people the information that's becoming a nightmare. How can I get this to stop? The HR leader seems to be surprised and will relay information back to the admin who then shares it with others. Mm-hmm. End quote. Who wants any of this shit out there? Number one. Okay. I mean, I automatically right out of the gate drama. Okay. Number two, the second bowl I was actually recommended was the fertility bowl. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Post post by a talent acquisition uh, professional quote. I am about six and a half months pregnant and I was just minding my own business and a male coworker came up to me and said, quote, don't take this wrong, but your boobs have gotten huge. Like, what the fuck? End quote. This is the kind of shit that you're going to get in these forums. This is not professional. This is more about real gossip and, and great distraction from real work. This is not real discussions and real work. This is real gossip and distraction, mm-hmm. right? So any employer who, I don't know how you manage this. This is the problem, right? Because anybody can actually access it. You can get into it as whomever you want. Yep. I don't know. It just, to me, it seems horrible, like a horrible, horrible idea. Yeah, let's take a quick look in the uh, R&D department at Glassdoor real quick. See, Let's see what. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. All right. So Glassdoor Bowls feels a little bit like a T-Rex wiping on some SPF 50 as the meat, as the comet like comes crashing in Dude. Um, that, that that's going to help them. Look, Glassdoor's traffic has been stagnant for two years. No, I mean, the lights are on. No one's home. I don't even know who they got to like build out this project. It's a, it's more or less a blind wannabe. Uh, blind has around 9 million users. Apparently they're hoping to get a few of them over. Uh, Glassdoor still has a lot of traffic at 55 million, but the future is not looking bright for Glassdoor. And to me, desperation moves like bowls uh, is not the answer. Look, ultimately the world is going towards video posting on TikTok about your employer. No one cares about anonymity like they used to. It actually uh, is a is a negative if you want to get internet famous. Yeah. So people are fully happy to tell everyone that their employer sucks on TikTok. That sort of hurdle is, is gone. And frankly, AI makes these sites obsolete because I can go to BARD today by Google and type in, what is it like to work at Wells Fargo? It's going to curate information from all these sites and give me a human, timely answer about what it's like to work at the company, both from a pro and con perspective. So for me, the the, the combination of video and TikTok and Reels and whatever else and people becoming famous on hating their company and AI basically taking all the information out there, giving you a timely answer mean that Glassdoor's time as a review site, uh, you know, apex predator are slowly declining, maybe quickly declining. And this move into bowls just underscores how bad it is at Glassdoor. 
Yeah, it's more like bowels. That's it's it's that bad. Ooh, that's it's good, Chad. That's bowels. good. Like most door. of your jokes, sixty percent of the time <laughs> it works. Every time. That's right. All right, let's take a break and talk some AI. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, a bevy, a bevy of AI-focused news this week. Yes. Let me count the numbers and the ways. Number one, studies say using generative AI in business improves users' performance by 66%. That's averaged across three case studies. Number two, Hollywood is facing its first industry-wide shutdown in more than 60 years, largely due to the rise of streaming and threats of AI. Number three, Shopify is launching an assistant called Sidekick, whose CEO said it may finally give independent retailers the power to go head-to-head against Amazon. Number four, a pro Ron DeSantis super PAC commercial uses AI as a version of Donald Trump's voice in a new ad attacking the former president. Number five, Sumit Shah, founder of Dukon app, no clue, recently boasted on Twitter about replacing 90% of customer support staff with chatbots, prioritizing profitability over empathy for employees. Maybe they can all find work on Fiverr, Chad, whose CEO, and this is the next story, said she believes AI will accelerate job creation by speeding up manual tasks, allowing more time for creative and interpersonal work. Chad, make the crazy pills stop. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. What are your takes and your highlights from all the AI news this week? Yeah, we got a whole block again, kids. A whole fucking block. Just because everything's happening, we're looking for cases, case studies. And, and this first one, uh, actually three studies, um, that supported the customer service agents. Uh, the AI could handle 13.8% more customer inquiries per hour. Now, Teleperformance, which we talked about a few weeks ago, a company that does nothing but handle customer service for their clients, said that they had a 30% rise in the number of customers they could handle because their humans had co-pilots, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are great studies that are happening. Second one, business professionals who used AI could write 59% more documents per hour. That's ridiculous. I don't need more documents. Not to mention, uh, I I wonder how many hallucinations were in those documents. Um, But here's the big one. Programmers used AI. They could do 120. 6%, 126% 6%, 126% more projects per week. Humans start, be, start becoming more of a QAQC element instead of the coding workhorses in this case. 
everybody's looking for cases. Cases are, are being pushed at us very, very quickly. But uh, the big question is, especially with all these cases, are we just training the large language models? And that is one of the things that writers and actors are having taking to issue pay. And then also also this um, Bob Iger during an interview last week commented on the WGA and SAG strikes, quote, it's very distracting to me. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. And they are adding to the set of challenges that this business is already facing, quite frankly, very disruptive, end quote. Here's a response to that quote from Guardians of the Galaxy actor Sean Gunn. Play it up. I think that when Bob Iger talks about uh, what a shame it is, he needs to uh, remember that in 1980, um, CEOs like him made 30 times what the worker, what their lowest worker was making. Now Bob Iger makes 400 times what his low, lowest worker is. And I think that's a shame, Bob. And maybe you should take a look in the mirror and, and what, ask yourself, why is that? And not only why is that, is it okay? Is it morally okay? Is it ethically okay that you make that much more than your lowest worker? And if so, why? Why is that okay? And if your response is that that's just the way business is done now, that's just the way corporations work now, well, that sucks and that makes you a sh person if that's your answer. So you should come up with a better answer than that. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like Sean has been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast for a while because that is just about verbatim what we've been saying for a few years. Yeah. Uh, as guys like Bob Iger rake in the cash, writers and actors need to solidify what their their future looks like financially. And they need to be on the offense against technology where large language models can write scripts voice commercials, and maybe even become body doubles for next to nothing. So that does nothing but put more cash in Bob's pockets while writers and actors that aren't top tier actors uh, yep. continue to get the shaft. They're going on the offense, which I think is is pretty amazing. And you're not going to see this happening from customer service reps, right? They don't have, there's not a customer service rep lobby <laughs> that's yep. out there. These guys have one. So, so do you think that this is going to make an impact on anything other than just their own industry? Well, I, I would say I was, I was hundred percent bearish on the, the writer's strike mm -hmm. to me, the actors coming out and particularly the, the big name actors. Uh, I know Matt Damon um, is out there. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's some, some news about Tom Cruise Hollywood still needs the big time marquee names. Um, and like you said, it's the, it's the small actors, it's the extras, it's the, um, the writers for sure that are, are putting out content that AI can easily replace. Mm -hmm. You're not going to replace Brad Pitt in a movie by a, with a digital Brad Pitt anytime soon. Right now that may eventually happen. Um, so I was glad to see that. I, I think that, you know, this isn't my lane. Hollywood isn't necessarily, as you can tell by my looks, isn't exactly uh, what I'm an expert on. But I got to think that that history says the market will find ways to produce content that does not include writers, these extras that the market is going to for shareholder value, for quarterly uh, revenue. They're going to do more reality TV. They're going to do more unscripted stuff. 
Um, and by the way, the new uh, the new Bachelor coming out is uh, seventy one years old. So like that kind of shit. By the way, he looks younger than both you and I put together. But anyway, he's <laughs> seventy one. He he had the Clooney package at the uh, the the plastic surgery facility yeah. that he got he got updated. Lee but anyway, press on face. That's gonna be the, there's gonna be more reality stuff. There's gonna be more international stuff. A lot of talk yeah. about Netflix producing stuff overseas where they don't have these laws, they don't have these issues, you can't mm-hmm. unionize. So ultimately and unfortunately, the market is is gonna find ways to keep producing cheap content um regardless of what bob Iger uh says now i think that and we had a, a great interview with tom kenny yesterday that that we'll we'll publish at some point in the near future but that's a short-term solution i think that's really short-term thinking i, I think long term if we don't have an incubator for new content creators if we don't have an incubator for the next robert de niro the next meryl streep yeah like we're all gonna lose in terms of lack of creativity lack of just yeah. You know, life on screen. There are going to be no um, more De Niro's. Think, yeah, That's the you know, thing. I think, I think Broadway is going to become really important because mm. live actors and seeing things live. Yeah. Like things are going to be really interesting long term. But I, I think once you start losing that creative creative edge and why we watch these things to begin with, mm-hmm. Hollywood is going to have to eventually look in the mirror and say, we have to bite the bullet. We have to pay these creators a fair wage. We have to give them fair terms on on streaming and residuals. I think that's ultimately where they're going to have to end up. But I think for the short term, there's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of shitty content that we have to watch yeah. uh, until we get to the point where everyone realizes, yeah, co- a creative creative genius and creativity matters. And we're losing that in the way that we're doing business today. Yeah, no, no, no question. And then, then jumping over to, to, to Shopify real quick yep. and looking at large language models, uh, their, their sidekick, which is really just a co-pilot, but it's a co-pilot, mm-hmm. a co-pilot for entrepreneurs who use Shopify, right? These are, these are in, individuals who, in, in, in many cases, going against uh, Amazon. And sure. uh, this, this new model is really cool because it's like a personal assistant. It is a yeah. digital assistant, but even more so like a personal assistant. And if you take a look at uh, some of the, um, the, the demos of, of what it can do just for the Shopify shop, right? It, it, was, it was pretty amazing. And this is just phase one. So, you know, I think you know, watching truly smart and amazing people use large language models for business will be exciting to watch. While we, we talk about the risks and we'll continue to do that, we've also got to look at the upside. And there's some amazing upside to these these technologies. We, we're going to need, whether it's for actors, the Screen Guild, or, or even smaller entrepreneurs, we're going to have to have legislation that starts to put rules in place. Um, whether Europe does it first, uh, or the U.S. does, we're going to have to do it, or it's it's going to go off the rails, and it can incredibly fast with this tech. So, so some of the stories that stood out to me, uh, and also by the way, Apple is cre- is creating Apple GPT apparently. So, yeah, go we're going to be able to talk about Apple doing some shit uh, in a few weeks, probably. So, I'll I'll talk about Sidekick at, at first. How many small businesses, you know? Hey, I love to make I don't know soap. I love to make organic soap. Or I love to do uh I don't know, uh colored shoes, whatever, okay. whatever 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 is right. Like people have these gifts. Yeah. And then they run into like, oh, I gotta make a company. Oh, I gotta pay taxes. I gotta I got I could do I gotta do all these things. Mm-hmm. Sidekick is amazing because now you have an expert where you can say, like, 
what are the tax laws around employees in Nevada? Or how do I fire somebody? Or how, like all these questions that are really challenging for small business, they'll now have a, a co-pilot, a Robin, if you will, to answer mm-hmm. those questions. I think what's going to be interesting is um, how long is it going to take someone in our industry to create a, a sidekick for recruitment or for small business? So think about how many small oh, yeah. businesses, gee, I got to hire. I don't know what the hell to do. I just post something on Craigslist and hope for the best. Yeah. If they have a sidekick that's like, okay, here's some great ways you can recruit someone locally, or here's how you use LinkedIn, or how, uh, what does it cost? You know, give me a price breakdown between Indeed and and all these other solutions. Like somebody needs to create that, and they they I'm sure that they will, not just because I'm saying it, but somebody needs to create these things because co-piloting for recruiting, small business, like hiring is going to be a big thing. So to me, sidekick is a thing, um, a sign of things to come. Yes. The next thing that stood out to me, the the political ad. Oh yeah, the DeSantis. Holy hell. Look, yeah, the DeSantis one, yeah. You think you think Facebook in 16 was crazy? This shit is crazy. And you and I are old enough to remember, remember Willie Horton? Yes. Remember Lee Atwater, uh, mm-hmm. the ad that was created and and how, look, to say that it was a little stretch was oh, wow. was being nice. Mm. There is no regulation on this. There is nothing that even says uh, at the bottom, this is an AI generated video, or this is an AI generated right. uh, dis- voice. like voice, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing. This is going to be wild west. And as these candidates start losing in the polls, they start like they're going to get super desperate. Yes. There's going to be some crazy ass ads and shit that goes down. People like my dad are not going to know what the hell's going on. It's going to exactly. create immense confusion in the marketplace and for voting. And oh my god, this is like. If AI runs amok in the election in 24, it's going to make 2022, 2020, 2016 look like child's play because AI is going to like just fuck everything up in the election. So anyway, uh, that's a little bit of darkness for me. The third thing um, <laughs> that that stood out for me is the customer support reduction. 90% is no joke. And this is going to be... Uh, a symptom of many, many companies. As soon as as soon as Wall Street catches on that you can release ninety percent of your customer service, you can let go of a percentage of your salespeople, your your marketing people to AI. Things are going to get really ugly in terms of layoffs, uh, and this is just a sign of that. There's a there's a new solution, a new software solution called Air. It's at air.ai if you want to check it out. They're doing beta uh, beta signups right now. And the people that I know that have been using it say that it is mind-blowing. They can do up to 40-minute customer service calls. They sound like a human being. They answer you as, as the question as if it is the right answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Some shit like that is going to disrupt the world in a big way. So for me, those three thi- the three things to really focus on from this week – uh, is uh, is the sidekick? The political landscape is going to get nuts, and I think the layoffs in terms of customer service are going to get get pretty ugly. Yeah, there there are going to be very few areas that are not going to be touched by AI. Even I mean, even from a plumber's assistant, you have your your co pilot with you to be able to help you, you know, with the diagnosis of of, of the problem or AC or your H- sure. HVAC, right? So. You know, it, and that could be very helpful in an uptime and being able to get people into positions, those types of positions. But other positions, you're right, uh, like the teleperformance 
uh, situation, they, they, I guarantee you, they're going to be looking at shedding people very quickly because they've been training that AI for a good yep. amount of time. Yep. It's funny how both sides have used the morality uh, argument in the past few months. So you have you have Elon Musk saying it's a moral issue that people should get back in the office. Yeah. And now it's a moral issue that companies should continue to retain customer service people. So the morality issue to me doesn't hold a lot of water, whether it's the company using it or the employees, because ultimately the dollar decides how companies are going to respond. If that's, if that's the, the world you want to live in, I hate to be in your world. One world we'll talk about right after the break is the world of sex bots. Hang tight. Yes. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Oh, you thought we were done with AI, Chad. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. We just saved the sex bots for last. Former Google executive Mo Gadot is warning the world of sex dolls seemingly, quote, alive and dating apps with AI, quote, avatars that are as good as the real thing. Minus, of course, the shared barbacoa bowl at Chipotle, if you're on a date with me. Anyway, he suggests that AI could simulate human sexual intimacy, leading to a redesign of society and relationships. Gadot said, quote, if we think a few years further and think of Neuralink, which you've talked about, Chad, that chip in your head and other ways of connecting yeah. directly to your nervous system, why would you need another human being in the first place? In quote, Chad, sex bots are evolving your thoughts. Relationships are hard. Let's just let's just go ahead and put that out yeah. there. Right. And if you're not a, a you know an amazing looking dude, it's going to be really hard for you to to, to find a date, right? And let, very charismatic, what have you. If you're a total douchebag, it's going to be hard, mm -hmm. right? Hit the easy button, and the easy yeah. button could be a, a sex bot, or it could be we've talked about the AI uh, a sexual partner that is on your phone, right? That that's literally just a AI sexting bot. Yep. There's going to be a variety of all of those and they're going to be, unfortunately, they're going to be very, very big uh, industries. I mean, they, uh -huh. they are beyond that. I mean, I, I don't want to think about <laughs> chips in our heads and, and, you know, animatronic women that are running. I just, I, I can't, I just can't go there. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. just, I refuse. <laughs> I mean, look, you're you're right. Dating is hard. Relationships are hard. They How are. much easier is it to just default to uh, putting on a headset and the Neuralink chip and to where you actually feel your muscles feel like you're touching someone and you're like, that is crazy shit. And, and so, so we share articles in a, in a Facebook feed, everyone that doesn't know. And we share this article and I, I was reading it for the, for the 
for the conversation here. And as I'm scrolling down, looking at stuff, and you know how you get like ads in a lot of these sites that are just yeah. random ads. And I'm, I'm scrolling down and I look at a, a woman um, like on a couch. I'm like, oh, she's kind of cute. And I keep scrolling. I'm like, wait a minute. I scroll back. It's a fucking sex bot. Like I was tricked as I'm scrolling to think <laughs> that's a real person. And I thought, wait a minute, that's not a real person. So even the, the the literal robots, the physical ones, not just the AI ones, are blowing my mind. So the guy talks about a company or an app called Replica Yes. in this story. It's R-E-P-L-I-K-A. It's yep. already live. Mm-hmm. I go to this thing. It's scary as hell. And, and I, yeah. I finally get VR. I finally get like why everyone's <laughs> excited because you can put on a VR headset and you can interact with a quote unquote person. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It could be like, Hey, we're watching the game together or yes. Hey, we're going to go have wings together, whatever. Right. So like right. that is really scary stuff. The, the site says it's an AI companion uh, who is eager to learn and would love to see the world through your eyes. Replica is always ready to chat when you need an empathetic friend. There are already 10 million people using this app that I just found out about. And with AI, this companion is like with you. Your whole life now can be at the Playboy Mansion as Hugh Hefner. You can throw in as many women as you want doing whatever the hell you want. We are so screwed as a species. Forget forget population collapse because we're not having babies now. We're really not having babies in the future. I present you... Again, one of our favorites, Bill Burr, to describe exactly what the future is going to look like. They're going to make Victoria's Secret supermodels just absolutely like Paris runway looking supermodels. And you're going to be able to come home to one of these things and it's going to laugh at all your jokes. Uh, 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 It's going to sit down and watch the game with you like it doesn't get any better than this. Yes, it does. gonna get up and make you a fucking, I don't know, a butt cake or a meat pie, whatever the fuck you people eat, right? <laughs> There's not gonna be a human woman in here that's gonna be able to compete with that for longer than 90 minutes, even on your birthday. By the third trip to the fridge, she's gonna be like, yeah, fucking get it yourself. What am I, your slave? Go fuck yourself. And after you've been with one of these robots, like sex dolls, this, you're not gonna be able to go back to a real woman, right? With all her hopes and dreams <laughs> and her needs. You're going to be coming home. She's like, what is going on with you? We're not connecting. We need a date night. All you be thinking is like, how do I shut this fucking thing off? What is it, on nagging mode? And my Oculus is in the mail, Chad. We out. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite Western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. 
Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.